you're listening to the Nonprofit Buildup Podcast, and I'm your host, Nick Campbell. I want to support movements that can interrupt cycles of injustice and inequity and shift power towards vulnerable and marginalized communities. I've spent years working in and with nonprofits and philanthropies, and I know how important infrastructure is to outcomes. On this show, we'll talk about how to build capacity to transform the way you and your organization work. Hi, everyone. It's Steph, BuildUp's Executive Portfolio Liaison. This week on the Nonprofit BuildUp is part one of a two-part series led by BuildUp's CEO and Managing Attorney, Nick Campbell, and moderated by Shelley Warren, Team and Leadership Coach of BizChicks and Stacking Your Team podcast host. Over the next two weeks on the Nonprofit BuildUp, Nick is talking all things cultural competence, leadership, and effective teams. Originally published on October 4, 2022, Nick deep dives into what cultural competence means, its competitive edge in business, and its significance when embodied not only across teams, but in leadership positions as well. And with that, here's Defining Culturally Competent Leadership with Nick Campbell. Let me introduce you to our guest today, Nick Campbell is a wife, a mom of two girls and two cats. She was born in the Barbados and now lives in Connecticut. She's also a member of the Leadership Lab. And as an attorney and a CEO of three companies in one, she leads a virtual team of 10 that's growing quickly. She's on a mission at Build Up Advisory Group, which is one of three companies with a vision to strengthen brave nonprofits and philanthropies, transforming outcomes for historically marginalized communities through the creation of 100 big, bettable grassroots organizations by 2025. Nick and her team provide fiscal, legal, and infrastructure leadership insight for organizations that are focused on capacity building and breaking glass ceilings in a really big way. Together, they intentionally support organizations that are no longer satisfied with doing business as usual. Come and meet Nick. Welcome to the Stacking Your Team podcast, Nick Campbell. I am so happy to have you here. You are one of those intriguing members of the Leadership Lab who is so dynamic, so brilliant, And then I also feel like there's a little bit of this air of mystery about you. There's this essence about you that like when you're on a call and you're talking to us, you own the space. Like you really know how to show up and be present and always add value into whatever you're sharing. And yet at the same point, I am always just so intrigued to learn more about you. So I am so thrilled to be here. Not only am I going to learn more about you, but so are our listeners. And of course, so are your peers in the Leadership Lab that tune in every single week. I really appreciate the kind words. And I'm really looking forward to talking more with you about what we do and how we actually show up in our sector. Well, tell me all about it. Now, I know you were born and raised in the Barbados, but where are you now? How has your life evolved? Tell us about the family. I know you've got some kiddos. Yeah, so born and raised in the Caribbean, so I've lived in Barbados and the Cayman Islands and then came to the United States when I was about 12 and lived in the Bronx in New York. Went to college and law school 
in Massachusetts. And so I've really been on the Northeast for all of those listening up in the U.S. And now I am in Newtown, Connecticut, and really loving where I am. It's very, very different from New York City. But this is the base of our operations for the build-up companies. I'm married. My husband, his name is Kevin, and I have two little girls, Caden and Nova. So we have a lot going on in our home. We have a lot of space here in Newtown. So that's really great for the girls so that they can play with each other, with their friends, and just have that space to do that. So yeah, that's a little bit about me and where we are. And you have built up this stellar reputation and a deep network into this incredible niche that I don't think the majority of people are even aware of. So tell us a little bit more about the clientele that you serve and how you help them with their transformation. Yeah, definitely. So I am the CEO and managing attorney for the build-up companies. And the build-up companies is really comprised of three entities. It's build-up advisory group, which is our management consulting firm. There's the Campbell Law Firm, which is our law firm. And then there's Build Up Inc., which is our nonprofit fiscal sponsor or capacity builder. And so each of these companies has its own separate goals, but they're all working together to interrupt cycles of injustice and inequity throughout the globe. And we do this by focusing exclusively on organizational infrastructure. So when we look at Build Up Advisory Group, we are working within three main areas. So it's governance. How is your board set up? Do you have the right governance within your organization to the right amount of oversight and accountability over your work? There's grant making. Do you have the right processes in place? Are they reflective of your organizational values? So when you say, for example, as a funder that you'd like to get money very quickly to those who need it around the globe, is it taking you four months to get a very simple grant out of the door? And if so, why? We're really working very closely on all kinds of questions that come up within that process. And then the third area is around structuring. How are you set up both internally and externally as an organization? Do you have the right structure in place, the right vehicle to do your work? And when you look at your team, are they positioned and set up to do their best work? Do they have the capacity and the training that's needed? And so that's really the focus within Build Up Advisory Group. And we're working with organizations that have questions around infrastructure, around their capacity to do their best work. And they want to understand how is our organization doing and what is that gap? And what recommendations do you have for us to kind of close that gap? Within the law firm, we're working with, again, brave nonprofits and philanthropies, but also social impact entrepreneurs who are thinking about ways to change the world and have a positive impact on the world really around social justice efforts. So we focus on nonprofit formation and exemption. So when someone comes to us and says, we have a great idea, we'd love to turn it into a public charity or a private foundation, which is a charitable organization here in the United States, or maybe a social welfare organization, an organization that really focuses on advocacy of these different social justice issues. So we work with them and really show up as a thought partner alongside them to help form these entities and help them understand this is what it means to be a public charity and this is what it means to be a social welfare organization. We also serve as outsourced in-house general counsel. And this is a really unique way for us to show up as a firm. It's not, you know, if you look across many firms, they're not necessarily showing up in this way. And it's a really a hallmark service of ours because 
the way we look at it is, yes, we're outside counsel at the end of the day, but we don't want to be transactional with our clients, like purely transactional. We want it to be built on a relationship. And so what that means is when you come to us with a transactional question, hey, can you take a look at this agreement? We're not asking you questions about the way your program is operating, the way your organization is operating, because we get it. We're in team meetings. We are part of these calls. We understand your strategy. And we are looking around corners so that when you bring that transactional question to us, you told us about this. We're aware of this other thing. And so it's a really important way of the way we work within the law firm. And then the third entity, Build Up Inc., we are working with women-led and BIPOC-led projects and initiatives that are focused on marginalized and vulnerable communities to make sure that they have the capacity to do their best work. Our thinking is that when these projects and initiatives come to us for support, we want to make sure that we are helping them understand and learn about what it takes to build out a solid government structure, what it takes to manage a board, how do you manage your finances, what does your fundraising and development strategy look like, what should it look like, how do you manage a team, so that when they leave Build Up Inc. and they go off and become these independent public charities, for example, that they can say, we know how to run an organization and they are much stronger afterward than when they first showed up. I've worked with fiscal sponsors for for many years um, within them, with them, alongside them, and as a funder, within a funder, um, examining those relationships. And one thing that really struck me and stood out to me was the relationship that really exists between the project and the fiscal sponsor, the kind of capacity building support that was being provided by that fiscal sponsor to the project. And I thought that there could be so much more that could be done. I also was interested in the connections being made between the projects. There wasn't a lot of conversation happening between projects that were doing very similar or complementary work. And so we want to make sure that at Build Up Inc., we're serving as that connector for projects, but we're also serving as a convener within the sector to kind of talk about fiscal sponsorship, what it means, and a new way to look at it as really capacity building at the end of the day. So that's the overview of the companies, how we work, and who we work with. Well, Nick, it's incredible what you're doing. And I have to ask, how do you fit in to these three different companies? Like what role do you play and how do you divide your time in order to really honor the work that you're wanting to do? Because as your coach here in the Leadership Lab, when I hear the complexity of these three different companies, and I know you are such the face of the brand and it's really your, you know, you're intrinsically on a mission to help these clients that you're working with. My fear for you is that, you know, you're over capacity with everything that you're doing. And then the next fear is that you're going to start to beat yourself up because you're not going to be able to provide that same stellar high level of services to every single client within these three companies. So tell me, how have you designed your business and your team to make sure that those three different sections or sectors of your overarching company works well? And what are you working through? Because I feel like you're continuing to evolve. You're just continuing to grow and continuing to evolve. No, I think it's a great question. And I definitely think it's a work in progress. And it also comes about through doing the thing. So when, you know, build up companies, we're about three years old. So we're very, very young and we 
currently work with, you know, really amazing organizations and leaders, which is just a testament to the team that we built and the kind of work that we do. And when I started first year, you know, even first year and a half, it was just me. And so really having to realize very early on that these things have to be faced. So although the three entities were in the vision and really some were, you know, the law firm, for example, was a latter part of that vision, we had to realize that you have to focus on one first and go to the other. And to your point, when you understand that the vision is about the three entities and how they could be working together, and once they're working together and doing this amazing work, everything would sort of fall into place. But then being at a place where you're focusing on just one entity and really within that one entity, trying to understand what will be the service that you will be providing? What kind of thought partnership can you provide to leaders to make them say, wow, this is such added value and to make the work really interesting. So just through working through all of that, understanding that one, you have to phase it and being very clear on what do the next six months look like? What does the next year look like? Setting goals and then making sure that you're constantly evaluating. What I realized, again, very early on is you can set goals, but if you're just setting annual goals and just kind of saying, okay, well, I'll check in at the end of the year to see how it's gone, you don't have that ability to do any sort of course correction, right, along the way. And so what I found worked really well was every single week at the end of each week, doing an evaluation of how that week went against all of those goals and objectives that I had put together. So it took some time. And, you know, in some moments you would say, well, why am I focusing on goals and objectives? I need to go get clients. I need to start building out the other entities. But it's like you need to have the fundamentals in place. You need to have that infrastructure in place to then say, okay, how am I going to continue to build on that? So definitely about phasing. Definitely focused on goal setting. And then I would also say realizing that you cannot do it by yourself. And I think in the very beginning, that starts out with consultants, partners that you might work with where you say, okay, that partner can do this part of the work, that consultant, I can engage them to maybe handle this particular deliverable. And then that grows into staff right? A team of folks, of employees that are working with you on a day-to-day basis and are engaged in the work and focus on the vision of the companies. And I would say that not being afraid to delegate and to allow folks to run with their ideas, understanding the larger vision is what has really been helpful because without a team of people, and that's of consultants, of partners, of advisors, of staff members, you're not able to really build out the kind of vision that I described, right? Like I have a vision that I think is very big and it cannot be carried just by one person. So if I thought in my mind, okay, I can do every single thing that I've described, I think I would still be where I was three years ago. And instead, we're at a place where we have very high client retention. We work on very interesting projects. We're really trying to push the needle in the space in which we're, we're working. And we're excited about the projects that come on board. And that really couldn't be done without this idea of like, how do you pace yourself to make sure that you continue to progress and move forward, but that you're giving yourself that grace to correct, to evaluate, and to realize that some things could be done better, but you're not spending that entire time beating yourself up and not allowing yourself that grace. You know, one of our core principles and core values is really that we stay ever learning, right? And so 
just that concept in and of itself is that you are constantly going to find ways to improve. And that's a good thing, right? You're going to constantly find ways to learn. And that's a great thing. And you're going to constantly find ways in which you could have done that better. And that's an amazing thing. And so just reframing that to think about it that way has been immensely helpful in our growth. Well, it makes everything exciting as well. Like, were you feeling your own personal growth? You're seeing the growth of the business and then also seeing the growth of professional and personal development right across your whole team. Now, I love how you describe this as introducing these new entities within the business in phases and that you were really diligent to make sure that the foundations were solid before you look to bring on more clients into that new entity or to even expand onto the other ones. And I know you also were intentional in your hiring because your team has grown so much. So tell us a little bit more about the people that make up your team and some of the roles that you have and how you've put together that structure. Mm -hmm. So I am very focused on hiring because I think, again, the people are really the core of infrastructure. So when we talk about infrastructure and building capacity within organizations, we think about systems, we think about operations and you know SOPs. Those things mm -hmm. are critical. They're very, very important. But without the right people on your team, all of that is useless. And so I am very focused on, do we have the right team member in the right position on the team at the right time? And so really focused on how do we create hiring processes that reflect the kind of work that we do, the kind of environment in which we work. We are a startup. And we're a startup that has a lot of interest. We have, again, as I mentioned, high client retention. So that means clients are coming back and saying, hey, what about this other project? And could you continue to help us do this thing? And you know, we'd love to extend our time together. And so when you have that kind of volume and pace, things are moving very, very quickly. And it takes a certain kind of person that's going to not only just survive in that environment, because I think a lot of folks can kind of get in and tread water and yeah. survive. But you really, what I'm looking for is I want those individuals that are thriving, that are saying, I understand that, yes, we're laying that foundation, but we are building as we go. And so how do you hold the foundation in one hand and then still try to build in the other and realizing that you're going to make mistakes along the way? Everything's not going to be perfect. We don't have this structure of the, you know, we've been around for 20 years at this point. So we can say, hey, remember, you know, 15 years ago when this happened, we were three years old, right? Or two years old at that point when I started hiring. So, you know, to think about the kind of individual that will thrive in that kind of environment, you've got to get like really some unique individuals that one, they are going to appreciate that level of autonomy, but they're also going to be able to work collaboratively in a work environment. And I think that that's the tension that we usually find. Like you can find folks who are like, I'm willing to do this all on my own. And then you're going to find folks that are saying, I really need a ton of handholding and guidance. So that's ultimately at the core what I'm looking for in terms of someone who can step into the environment. And that's going to change, right? Because Soon, you know, we'll be five years old, we'll be seven years old. And at that point, our infrastructure is going to change, our processes, and the way that we're constantly building is going to slow down a bit. We're always going to be building, we're ever learning, but we're not going to be building at this pace. And so you start to think about different types of folks that you might want on the team at that point. But that's how I hold it. I also think about you know, subject matter experts, particularly based on the kinds of clients that are coming to us. We have a lot of folks who 
are leading grant-making organizations. So we want someone who can understand grant-making. We also, again, we only work with nonprofits and philanthropies. So having experience with nonprofits in philanthropies is really critical because there's a language to this. And when clients come to us, we ask them, you know, why did you choose us? Why are you working with us? Or they'll just share why they're doing that. And what we hear nearly, I would say 100% of the time is you get us. You understand what it's like to be in-house, what it's like to work within a nonprofit organization. So when you come up with these ideas, they're practical, right? They're based on experience and you know what has worked and what hasn't, and you can talk with us in that way. And so I'm looking for individuals, that, at least at the advisor level, when I'm thinking of counsel for the law firm, I'm thinking of vice presidents for the advisory group, I want folks who can very easily talk with stakeholders within the nonprofit sector who can say to executive directors and presidents, here's what I think. And it's based on, you know, 10 years, 15 years of experience in doing this. We also have really important project managers on our team. And Mm -hmm. for those roles, I want to see someone who is very organized, who is inquisitive, who is Again, it's back to this continuous improvement. Another one of our core values is excellence, right? So in addition to the ever learning, we're also thinking about how can we do this in an excellent way? And again, you can see that tension where you're in a startup environment. Let's not conflate excellence with perfection, right? So what is excellent for a client at this time, given the resources that we have based on what it is that we know they need? And so I want to have strategic thinkers in those roles that are able to take a look at a variety of pieces to a puzzle, essentially, and say, I'm going to put this all together in a good way. And I'm excited about doing that. And I'm going to bring in the right people to help put in additional pieces. So you want somebody who's thinking about project management in that way, that's excited about it. and want people who are very organized, who appreciate asking questions about things they don't understand, because I think in those questions come a lot of the innovation that really helps to improve our services. And then the last thing I'll say is we have folks that are not necessarily client facing, they're more internal facing, and they're helping to build out our infrastructure and our operations. And that is really critical because those roles really are the connecting fibers, so to speak, of the three entities. And they're the folks that are looking across all those entities and really taking a step back and being able to say, I see this process coming up in Build Up Advisory Group. I think we need something similar in TCLF. Or I see this question coming up in Build Up Inc. I think this is something that might actually benefit the other entities. So for those roles, I'm really looking for folks who are analytical, who are, again, strategic thinkers, and who have the ability to explain or communicate complex pieces of information in a way that folks can understand and digest and take it forward. Because, you know, we're talking sometimes about IT, intellectual property, you know, topics that people might think, oh, what's the big deal? Like, how does this impact my work? But then to be able to translate that to them, I think is a real skill. So that's really how the team is built out at this point. And those are the kinds of attributes that I look for in team members. Well, no wonder you have such high retention rates, Nick, because you've created this high level of leadership within every single role that you have. Like if I was to look at your org chart, 
I would see all these roles and there's a big component of leadership within every single one of those roles, regardless whether it's an admin role, a project management role, a VP role, or like a senior advisor role. You have this expectation that we are going to serve our clientele with this sense of world-class excellence. And what comes with that is a lot about attitude, follow-through, integrity, character, right? All of those things, because you're also role modeling for your own team what it's like to work within an incredible, tactical, and vibrant and diverse team. And then you then go out and showcase to your clients how they can do that as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nonprofit Buildup. To access the show notes, additional resources, and information on how you can work with us, please visit our website at buildupadvisory.com. We invite you to listen again next week as we share another episode about scaling impact by building infrastructure and capacity in the nonprofit sector. Keep building bravely.